Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, it is our first uh, post-Daylight Savings episode of the year, and I don't even get to enjoy recording in the daylight because it's uh, still very dark and gloomy because it's raining here and we're going to have a big snowstorm tomorrow, so I still have the blinds closed and the lights on, but... <laughs> Technically, it's daylight. Yeah, I uh, walked the dogs this morning, and then I went back to my room, and I, when I left my room again, I was like, it's still dark. Oh, huh. Usually the sun's coming up. <laughs> Whoops. Nope. No sun. The sun is not allowed. <laughs> my god, those dogs are really not liking it. Damn, it's hard to be a dog. It's hard to be a dog. Sometimes you get left alone in a house, even though you asked to go to that house. Mm-hmm. So sad. Yep. Alexa, play Despacito. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyways, today, uh, today on Capes and Japes, we are continuing our, uh, journey through the Guardians of the Galaxy um, and we got to talk about Star-Lord. We got to address, uh, Mr. Peter Jason Quill. Somehow um, I can't believe that we haven't talked about him yet. Right? Like... Maybe I'm just remembering when he dated Kate Pride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kate Pride was Star-Lord for a little bit. So technically we did talk about a Star-Lord, but not the main one. Um, also, I think we talked about him a tiny little bit when confirmed by. Yes. Um, as we are required to do on this podcast, um, to appreciate all, any and all bisexual comic book characters. So, uh, again, following the same pattern as his friends Groot and Rocket, um, Star-Lord is a character who was, uh, created uh i mean a decent amount of time ago mid 70s um and then did not really get a whole lot of attention until the mid 2000s um at which point he was sort of reimagined um and then you know guardians of the galaxy happened and uh now he's extremely well known um there's also um because of this there's like there have been a lot of versions of his backstory over the years i'm gonna try and like i'm gonna try and get all of them right i will probably get some wires crossed at some point but i'm gonna try <laughs> and explain. I believe in you. Thank you. So, uh, he was created by writer Steve Englehart and, uh, artist Steve Gunn. Steve and Steve. Oops um, all Steves. Oops all Steves. Uh, in Marvel Preview, uh, in 1976, which, um was, like, an anthology comic, and it was, like, a black and white 
anthology comic that covered, you know, a bunch of different stories on different topics. In this story, um, Peter Quill is, uh, born to a woman named Meredith, um, and he is born at a moment when, like, all of the planets have aligned, literally, not, like, the expression, like, the stars have aligned, but, like, literally the planets of the solar system have aligned in, like, a very specific way that's, like, very kind of cosmically significant. And we're like, wow, we haven't seen this since Disney Hercules and all the Titans got out. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh, watch out for the Titans. Uh, and when he's born, um, his father, um, who sucks, uh, gets really mad because he's like, this kid doesn't look like me. Like, w accuses his wife of cheating on him, like, uh, like, attacks her and, like, beats her. Um, and then I think leaves, um, I think he, like, ditches them. Um, and Peter's mom is later uh killed by aliens um why you know well um because uh well that's a good question why um in a later version of this the aliens are there for um a kind of logical reason i think in the very very original story um Young Peter finds a, like, uh, crashed alien ship in the woods, um, and he goes to find his mom, uh, and brings his mom to see the crashed alien ship, and the, uh, emerging aliens attack his mom when they see her and kill her. Um, after this, he, uh, goes and joins the black parade he joins the black parade um <laughs> uh he joins nasa um and uh while he's a member of nasa he is uh contacted by i think the the whole his whole group of like nasa recruits are contacted by an alien called the master of the sun and he's um, like hey i'm so sorry i killed your mom i just realized that you guys didn't mean me any harm <laughs> i was very scared anyway it took me this long to figure out your language yeah i've been working on it this whole time english um, is awful by the way yeah actually funnily enough one of these backstory retcons does have the surprise twist that the Master of the Sun was actually one of the aliens who killed his mom. It's almost as if I've read comics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not the original intent. The original intent is this guy um, tells these NASA astronauts that uh, he's going to make one of them the Star Lord, who is a, uh, which is a title given to somebody 
who kind of like maintains peace and order throughout the galaxy um and you get like a cool weapon and stuff um and he does not pick peter he picks one of the other astronauts who peter doesn't like um and peter gets really mad about it um and like steals a ship to go and uh intercept the the guy the master of the sun um and uh demands to be made Star-Lord instead. And he's like, okay. <laughs> um, so that's the concept of the Steve Englehart version. Specifically, like, uh, Steve Englehart said that, uh, the intention was for, uh, you know, the character to be kind of unlikable at first and then go through a journey of growth. Um, I would hope so, because I don't like the idea of a man just like, hey, I see that uh, my coworker got promoted instead of me. No, he didn't. I got promoted. No, he didn't, actually. I'm like, you suck, dude. Yeah. Um, But where he would, you know, uh, travel through, you know, space and planets and like learn different lessons as he went along it was all like somehow connected to astrology apparently which is like where the kind of planets aligning stuff in the beginning came from um but after this original story steve englehart ended up leaving marvel um and the next time star lord gets written um, still in Marvel preview and a couple of other, like, anthology titles, um, he was written by Chris Claremont, um, who is most well-known for his work on the X-Men. But, uh, Chris Claremont adds a few elements into, uh, the story. Most notably and well there there are two things that are like the really kind of uh notable lasting things um one of them is he gives him a uh sentient spaceship which is called ship um who is also who is female in you know whatever whatever that means for a sentient spaceship she's like Somehow she's like a a a star that died and then her consciousness got transferred into this spaceship and her real name is Aurora, but her name is also Ship. Um and also she's Peter's love interest. Um which like y- you know whatever no shame if you want to date a sentient spaceship and the spaceship is capable of consent fine um it's just it's very odd because x factor in the 80s also lives on a sentient spaceship called ship and then when like the new mutants become x-force they move onto the sentient spaceship so i was like is this the same ship and it's not, 
And those also weren't X-Men stories that Chris Claremont wrote. So it's not like Chris Claremont was like, I'll I want to date a little... spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll put another ship named Ship in this story because, uh, you know, it's a fun little nod. Um, so that's, um, that's just sort of, uh, wild. Um, but that's like a big part of, uh, the Star-Lord stories. Um, and then he also, uh, establishes that, uh, Peter's biological dad is an alien, uh, is a guy named, well, his name is Jason, but it's J apostrophe S-O-N. Ah, uh, yes, Jason. Jason. Um, I, I have seen it both as, like, Jason and just the name Jason. I think it might just be Jason when he first shows up, and then later they make it Jason, so he seems more like an alien. Um, it's like a real John Johns. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, there's, there's a few, there's a few name changes because his dad is the the alien like species that his dad belong. I think the species is called the Spartoi. And they live on the planet Spartax, but it also might be, they might just change the name of the planet from Spartoi to Spartax, and also I might have those mixed up. And also I think when it's first introduced, his name is Jason and the planet is Sparta. So it's like not even really, it's just, it's, it's just simply mythology. Um, but, uh... His father is the emperor of the Spartoi, um, and, uh, he crash-landed on Earth, um, met Peter's mother, uh, fell in love with her, they, uh, you know, obviously slept together, and she became pregnant. I think he didn't know she was pregnant when he left because he, uh, his ship got fixed. He had to go back to his home world. He, like, psychically altered her memories. Um, so it, like, seemed like she had just kind of dreamed the whole thing. Um, so it's like, oh, she wasn't lying when, you know, her, Peter's, earth dad was like you cheated on me she's like no i didn't because she doesn't remember it um but she she did cheat on him i guess but he seems like he sucked so it's like i'm not like blaming her or anything um also jason is like oh i i you know put a lock on her memories to protect her from alien stuff happening it's like okay well she did get murdered by an alien though <laughs> Yeah, she did get murdered by an alien, and also her, like, husband attacked her, um, and she didn't know what was going on. So there's, don't, don't mess with people's memories, quote unquote, for their own good. Um, anyways, so the vibe, it seemed like, of the original, the Steve Englehart version, was that you know, Peter was kind of a, like, 
like an immaculate conception type thing. Like he was like, he was like a child of the universe. And th that's why he didn't resemble his father. And then the Chris Claremont version is like, no, his, he does have a biological dad who is an alien. Um, it also would be entirely plausible to be like, his dad sucked and was like paranoid and delusional. Like, but I get it. So that's that version. Um, so that's like the 70s and 80s kind of appearances. Um, in the 90s, there is a, um, uh, brief miniseries um about a uh another guy who uh takes on the um the mantle of star lord um because peter has been mysteriously missing for a few years um he gets a ship and he also gets i forgot this uh he gets peter's gun because uh one of the uh things that um peter is given by the master of the sun when he gets the title of star lord um is a suit that lets him you know uh survive in space uh and also an element gun um which, uh, shoots, not like the periodic table of elements, which you would think it would be in, like, a sci-fi story, but, like, the, like, last airbender, like, the four elements. So, it, it, it can shoot one of the four elements. Um, that has been, uh, has, has mostly remained part of the character, Although where it comes from is going to uh, change. And also, obviously, as time goes on, he gets a bunch of, like, other different guns. Because uh, he doesn't have any superpowers besides using guns. Um, so there's that uh, 90s Star-Lord 2. Um, in 2000, in an... Inhumans, uh, issue, they, um, they introduce a, uh, a guy named Jason, um, who is, uh, a prince of the Spartoi, um, and they, um, have this, like, story about, like, the, the Spartoi and the Shi'ar, where, uh, Jason gets, like, accused of, like, conspiring, uh, against the Shi'ar, um, and he is banished from the Empire, um, and there's some narration that, uh, implies that, like, it, like, it establishes, it's like, oh, but after he's exiled, he's going to find his way to Earth and meet a woman and fall in love with her and have a child, and then this child will grow up to be very important. Um, so, 
the the previous Star Lord stories, the like original Marvel preview Star Lord stories, weren't really connected to anything happening in the larger Marvel universe at all. Um, so this is the first thing that happens like in the main universe in continuity, and what it establishes is that uh Peter exists in the Marvel universe, but in the future of it. Because this comic is happening in the present. His Jason has just been exiled. So at some point in the future, uh, Peter will have all of his Star-Lord adventures. Uh, so that's done and dusted. Uh, until, like, six years later, um, when they're like, actually... We're bringing him back. Um, we want more of this guy. We actually, we decided this guy's gonna, uh, gonna be in some stuff. Um, so he shows up in Annihilation, um, in 2006, uh, which is a crossover, uh, space-themed event. Um, Annihilation Conquest is the sequel to Annihilation, which is where, uh, Rocket and Groot show back up and, like, this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy gets formed. Um, Annihilation is a sum, there's a space war, and, uh, the Kree are involved. It doesn't really matter. Um, the way that, uh, Peter is involved is that he, uh, he and Ship went to go stop the, uh, Fallen One, who is one of Galactus's heralds, um, who quit being Galactus's herald, um, and was going around destroying planets um with this galactus yeah exactly it's like i i'm gonna destroy all these planets so galactus can't eat them and he'll starve um and peter's like well we can't let this guy destroy all these planets um so they fight him um they realize they can't stop him by fighting him um but that he, I have to try and d- dig up the summary of this. It's like he's being hurt by destroying planets. Um, so they're like, uh, fighting him. They're trying to stop him from like destroying this one planet. And they're like, okay, we need to weaken him enough to stop him. So we have to, like, this planet has, like, a mining colony on the moon. So he, like, like, truly, like, trolley problems it and is like, okay, I need to blow up this mining colony and kill all the people there, which will weaken the fallen one enough that I can stop him from destroying the rest of the planet. And, uh, all other planets. Um, so, uh, he does that. Uh, 
ship I believe is is killed in the process. Um, Peter uh, kills hundreds of thousands of people. Um, but what a way does- to be added to continuity. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is still canon. Uh, as as far as I know, like Peter has been wanted for the murder of hundreds of thousands of people, and I think since then, you know, they've kind of like evened out the scales from him like saving the universe a bunch of times, and also the explanation of like somebody from that planet like sees like oh the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then just sees like oh you're the person who murdered my entire family. Yeah, my whole family and thousands of other families. Um, Just like, what galaxy are you guarding? Um, yeah, so he uh, he turns himself in. Um, the Fallen One is also arrested. Um, and uh, he is in the kiln with a Y, which is a space prison. For space criminals. Um, and, uh... And it turns out that the planet was full of people who don't believe in the prison industrial complex. And they're like, you know what? This man could actually be held accountable without just being put away. They're like, hey, how do you want to save lives? And he's like, boy, would I. Yeah. Um, Thanos also ends up in the prison. Which is where uh, Peter first shows up as a character in this, like, Thanos story. Uh, He also, um, while he's in prison, he gets, like, a uh, big, like, cybernetic eye and, like, face implant. Um, So he uh, looks very intense and cyborg-y. And... uh, Ultimately, um, uh, Peter, uh, gets recruited to help in this, uh, annihilation event. Um, the following year, um, is Annihilation Conquest, uh, where, uh, as, as, as we've established, there's Ultron and the Phalanx, and they're like, uh, Peter, you need, you need to get a group of criminals to try and, uh, stop the Phalanx, and Peter's like, okay. Um, so he, uh, that's where, you know, we get Rocket and Groot and Drax and Mantis and a bunch of the other, you know, future, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the backstory still remains questionable, because they don't, uh, they don't really establish what the deal is with the Jason who was supposed to, like, uh, you know, be Peter's father in the future. And as far as I know, that still hasn't really been cleared up, um... When, Maybe it's uh, just a different Jason. It's just who, a different Jason whose who son also went is to, a different guy. Yeah, exactly. He also went to Earth. He also had, you know, a romance with a human woman. His son and will be very important. Yeah, it, that could happen more than once. Yeah. Um, 
once, um, this is also like very, um, this version of Peter, like the Annihilation and even the Annihilation Conquest versions are like pretty different. Like he's got this big, you know, cybernetic like eye implant. He's like kind of, uh, you know, grizzled and edgy and like world weary. And like he did just blow up a moon. So he's got that really weighing on him. Um, and when he, like, first forms the guard, I think in Annihilation Conquest, um, he, like, gets rid of the cybernetic eye and just gets, like, a normal eye, but he's still kind of like, oh, I hate this team, these guys are worthless, like, uh, you know, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, the comic book version ends up being based on the movie version instead of vice versa. Um, when Brian Michael Bendis, uh, writes Guardians of the Galaxy, he, like, establishes the new definitive backstory, uh, which is, uh, his dad is, uh, an alien. He's the alien emperor of the Spartoi, uh, came to Earth, got his mom pregnant, left. His mom is killed by aliens, but specifically aliens who want to kill Peter because they're trying to destroy the heir to the Spartoi Empire. Not just random aliens who crash landed on Earth. Um, Peter, uh, fights off the aliens who killed his mom. Um, he joins NASA. Uh, his mom has a friend who, uh, is, like, a an astronaut or, like, you know, works for NASA. So she kind of mentors him. Um, he still kind of uh, chafes at authority. He gets into a fight with another astronaut. They're uh, going to kick him out, and he uh, steals a ship and flees into space. Um, so... D takes the the master of the sun out of the equation. Uh, the element gun is like a gun that his father had that he left behind on Earth that Peter uh, found uh, like in his his dad's belongings. So just just sort of like trimming back the backstory to what currently makes sense. At this point, I think canonically, the other version of Peter exists, like the original Peter exists, but it's like an alternate, you know, one of the many alternate Earths. It's yeah. like that all happened on Earth, you know, 800 and whatever. Um, there's also um, some other recent stuff has like added in, you know, expanded on the backstory. Um, interestingly, Yondu to, I'm assuming people here have, like, seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, the whole thing with Yondu was created for the movie. Um, because Yondu is a Marvel character, but he's part of a, uh, 90s Guardians of the Galaxy team, which, like, existed in the future. Uh, so he was, like, not, you know, part of the 
main like timeline and he had never interacted with Peter. And then they add that whole backstory into the movie where it's like Peter got, you know, picked up by this gang of like space pirates and, you know, like they were going to kill him and then they decided to just keep him around and he was like raised by them basically. Um, So after that was in the movie, they go back and do some more like Peter backstory stuff where they establish that that also happened in the comics. And this Yondu is, like, an ancestor of the future Yondu. Um, again, I still I still don't know if they've clarified the multiple Jasons. Uh, it could, again, it could just, there's just, there's just two guys named Jason who had kids who uh, grew up to be very important in space. Um, so, uh... Again, as we mentioned with uh, Groot and Rocket, he uh, forms this Guardians of the Galaxy team in Annihilation Conquest um, after the event is over. um, Peter decides that they should continue being a team and continue, you know, fighting like various intergalactic threats. Um, and gets Mantis to, uh, psychically influence everyone into agreeing to join the team, um, which they're all very upset about when they realize that they were psychically influenced into saying yes. Um, and Peter's like, no, the team was important, and you probably would have said yes anyways. (laughs) And they're like, Peter, no, you can't just do that. But he, uh, you know, the, the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are constantly breaking up and then, uh, reforming because of their, uh, you know, difficult personalities. Um, he, uh, seemingly dies, I think, sacrificing himself, um, to stop the Cancerverse which is a, um, an alternate dimension where, uh, death doesn't exist. Um, and so, uh, all life has kind of gone out of control and, like, everyone's, like, immortal and super powerful. Um, and Peter and Nova, I think, uh, like seemingly use like the cosmic cube to uh stop the cancer verse and then peter is seemingly dead for uh a time and then it comes back to earth is like i didn't die i was just uh stuck there but i'm back now um he uh dates kitty pride for a good length of time uh, Kitty at the time, Kate Pride now, um, they meet because, um, the Shi'ar, uh, want to arrest Jean Grey, um, because of all of the stuff that she did <laughs> when she was the Phoenix, and they arrest, uh, teen Jean Grey, um, because the X-Men all... Uh, 
listen, a but the, they brought the teen X-Men from the past to the present, and then the teen X-Men just stuck around. We've talked about this in a few X-Men episodes. It was a whole thing. But, uh... The, uh, basically the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, kind of intercept this Shi'ar transmission, and they're like, oh, we should go, like, tell the X-Men about this, and, uh, they don't get there in time, but they do join up with the X-Men to, you know, help try and sort this out. Um, Kate is the leader of the X-Men at the time, she and Peter end up, uh, bonding and, uh, flirting also. Uh, and then after, you know, the X-Men go back to Earth, they, like, uh, Peter gives her, like, a communicator so they can talk to each other. And, uh, Peter, like, they do, like, kind of a long-distance thing for a while. And then, uh, ultimately he, uh, ends up inviting Kate to come and, like, remain in space with them. And he actually, he proposes to her. Like, they're engaged for a, a while. Um, he also, um, he re-encounters his dad. Uh, his dad both, like, wants him to take over the Empire, but is also trying to kill him. Um, at some point, he's targeted by a, a bounty hunter named Mr. Knife, and then the bounty hunter turns out to be his dad. <laughs> um, it's just... Mr. Knife. Mr. Knife. It sounds like a name that a child would come up with. Um, Look, he was under pressure. He did not yeah. think up of a name. He looked down at it. He's like, I'm Mr. And he looked down at his hand, and there was a knife in there, and he's like, knife. Yep. He's like, I'm, I'm Mr. Knife now. <laughs> made my bed i have to lie in it yep i gotta be mr knife no more mr knife guy <laughs> um they um they have a whole fight with peter's dad um he there's this whole thing there's this like artifact that he's trying to get a hold of called the black vortex and Kitty tells Peter she sh he should steal it from his dad to piss him off. And Peter's like, fuck yeah, I love to piss off my dad. Um, and then it turns out to be, like, super powerful. And it, like, turns people into, like, you know, the darkest, most powerful version of themselves. Because it's called, like, the Black Vortex. So, of course, it does. But uh, during all this, it, it turns out that Peter's dad has, like, been overthrown. Because they did not, he was a bad emperor, and the Empire wants Peter to be its new leader. Um, and he says no, um, and he keeps saying no. And then finally, after this whole thing with the Black Vortex, when they beat his dad, um, he agrees to take over as a ruler, um, which is. I think, well, this is right before Secret Wars, and a bunch of stuff happens in Secret Wars, and Peter is, like, one of the only people who, like, survives the multiverse being destroyed. Um, he, um, in, like, one of the, uh, there, I don't understand a lot of stuff about Secret Wars, but in one of the, the like, battle worlds, like, kind of, like, 
pocket dimension things, he gets a job as a, like, nightclub singer, um, singing, I think, Disney songs, because Disney doesn't exist in this new reality, so it's truly, it's like that, like, universe where, that movie where the guy, like, makes the Beatles not exist, and then gets rich writing all the Beatles songs, like, um... And then there's this whole story where he, like, meets, like, you know, an alternate version of Kitty, and they do a heist, um, but, uh, none of that really matters, because it's, it's, it's all, you know, alternate reality kind of stuff. Um, once everything is back to normal is, I think, when, uh, Kate becomes the new Star-Lord, um, Rocket starts leading the Guardians, uh, Peter is kind of unhappy as you know the leader of an empire but he's like well i said i would do it um he uh ultimately ends up getting uh deposed uh because of like some of like some kree accuser shows up and like starts like attacking peter because uh they claim that he is partly responsible for the destruction of the Cree homeworld. Um, and who knows, maybe he is. Um, but it's like that and the sort of ensuing fight that he has results in the people not wanting him as emperor anymore. So he leaves to go join the Guardians of the Galaxy again. They're like, man, if people are going to come attack you, we don't want that here. We really, we do not like that vibe. Um, he, uh, gets stabbed by Gamora, he gets better, um, somewhat recently, so the, uh, the bisexual thing, um, happens in, I think it happened, uh, well, no, because it would have been maybe 27, when did this happen? I thought it was the, the Chris Anka series 2017 feels like that was a long time ago though but maybe um anyways anyways somewhat recently um peter uh gets sent into um an alternate dimension where he is uh befriended by a uh a man and a woman moors in Aradia um from Homestuck <laughs> um <laughs> and uh, he It seems like it was 2020. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was like the more recent one, but then I was like I thought I, I, saw, I think like... they I think they were like hinting it in earlier comics, but then it was okay. like made more explicit in 2020. Okay, that must be what it was, because I remembered seeing, like, a, a, while I was, like, looking stuff up yesterday, I was like, I saw a Chris Anka interview, where Chris Anka was talking about how they wanted to give Peter a male love interest, but they, like, the, the series got cancelled, um, which I thought was in reference to, like, we revealed that he was bi, and then we wanted to give him an ongoing male love interest. I mean um, that it that series was canceled. <laughs> yes. So I I I think okay. I I got orders of events mixed up. Anyways, 
This was 2020. This was recent. Um, Peter enters a romantic relationship with both of these people at the same time. Um, he spends like a hundred years or something in this uh, alternate reality. Um, and he uh, ends up being contacted uh, or like having sort of a vision of the master of the sun um and like sort of the like implication that this is like something like a connection to like the other like alternate peters like the original peter who's like in like an alternate universe now with this, this guy gives him he gets special new powers um he gets special new powers he is now the master of the sun um he uh his element gun can do new stuff he can like uh levitate um and like he's immune to like psychic damage um he can he can do a whole bunch of new stuff so that is um because being bisexual gives you magic powers um yeah the master the son was like dang we were just waiting for you to finally accept yourself and now you get your magic powers now you get your magic powers we're all very happy for you um so that that was i think the the biggest recent development um i don't i don't know if they've done like any like a marvel pride story or anything about him yet um i obviously i love that he's bi um i think it i think it's i think it's great um i would love like chris anka was saying for him to have like an ongoing male love interest um i feel like maybe that's not gonna happen while you know the guardians movies are such a hot commodity um but you never know, you know, I mean, I was surprised that he was allowed to be by, so maybe they will give him a boyfriend, um, which I would be thrilled about. Uh, sorry that so much of this episode was just trying to explain the backstory stuff, but I really had to, I needed that much time to explain the backstory stuff to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you, um, did you have anything else? I'm assuming you have not read any comics because of uh, cosplay time. You are correct. Um, I did get the new Taz graphic novel in the mail, though. <gasps> Yay! That's nice. I was like, man, is it just me? Are these things getting thicker? <laughs> <laughs> Bigger book, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of story to cram into this one. How how many time loops? Can we fit into one graphic novel? Um, but yeah, I haven't read anything. Um, I did finish Orem's Armor. Yay! And I have, like, 13 things to do between Orem and Hunter. Like, I've been hand-sewing my felt wolves while we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, progress. Yay! I'll have to show you, I'll have to send you a picture of felt wolves, how far yes. I've gotten when I, we're please. done recording. Did you read anything? 
Um, I did. I, I read stuff and also there were some exciting announcements. So I'm going to try and cover all of them. Um, I, finished... I can't believe I didn't bring up the most exciting announcement of all. I, I know. Um, now it falls to me. Um, I finished uh, New Avengers. That's not the exciting announcement. I can't remember if I had finished it last time we had recorded. I did you finish it. You started it. <laughs> okay. I finished it. I loved it. Um, great. The, the whole last volume is just such an absolute joy. Um, completely delightful. 10 out of 10. Um, I got a couple of new comics. I got the first issue of the new, uh, John Kent series. I, I just love him so much. I just want him to have a nice day. Um... I also got, there's a new, new mutant kind of, uh, I think it's a mini series, um, but focusing on Escapade, the, uh, new character who was introduced in Marvel Pride last year. Um, she has, uh, is potentially romancing Martha Johansson, which I think is very, uh, good for them. Um, and also her, uh, friend, uh, Morgan is, uh, bonding with Rain, which is, uh, cute. Um, I also grabbed Action Comics 1051, which was last month, which is kind of the, uh, sort of anthology, like, relaunch of the Superman stuff. Um, there's a, uh... The, like, the main story is, like, about the whole Superman family, and, uh, Metallo shows up, um, and, like, the first thing he fucking does is knock poor Connor unconscious, and, like, oh, the last no. page is him, like, holding, like, holding up Connor's body by the shirt, and I'm like, can this boy catch a break, please? Um, and also, uh... A Power Girl story because she has new psychic powers after Lazarus Planet, apparently. And she's doing psychic superhero therapy. Um, and her Super first- Supergirl will punch your issues. Yes. Her first psychic superhero therapy client is, um, Beast Boy. Because, uh, Beast Boy got shot in the face by Slade during Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, and he's traumatized by it. And we find this out because Nightwing brings Beast Boy in as a cow, as a baby cow. And he's like, Beast Boy turned into a cow and he won't turn back. And I think it's because of his trauma. Um, oh my god, if a- I could just turn into a cow anytime I was stressed out. Yeah. Um, it's just a very funny setup because, like, Dick is in, like, full Nightwing costume and he's carrying this little green cow and, like, sitting on a, like, therapy couch with Power Girl. Um, it's just very, it's very funny. Um, it's not not funny funny that he got shot in the face, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, announcement-wise, uh... Barda's, Barda's coming. Barda graphic novel officially Hold coming. Hold on, she coming. Next year, she coming. 
I think I just got too used to like not saying anything about Barda. That like when it was finally announced, I'm like, I get to finally talk about this. And then when it gets to podcast time, I'm just like, ah, yes, Barda, my good friend who I'm not allowed to talk about. Uh, my friend who I think uh, about every day. Ngozi Kazu is writing and drawing a big Barda comic um, from mm-hmm. when she was a female fury, and it's good. It's good. I've seen little bits of it um, on Patreon, and y'all, I have just been, like, screaming to myself. <laughs> Because most most people in um, Ngozi's Patreon are there for check please. Makes sense. Not a lot of them. There are some, but not a lot of them are also into DC Comics. (laughs) And the ones that are, even even fewer know, you know, who Barda and Scott are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just a very niche... (laughs) Although I am excited for a lot of people to get really into Big Barda. It's what, <laughs> it's what she, she deserves. deserves. <laughs> I, I, re- I really feel like this is the era. You know, like, I really feel like we're in the time when this um, incredibly powerful woman and her tiny little husband <laughs> can really reach their peak. Um, also... Last thing, uh, DC Pro- DC announced their lineup for this year's uh, Pride special, which I've been, like, thinking about because I was like, isn't that usually, like, three months ahead of time? Isn't, like, it about time for that? And it is. And it was. And, um... Isn't it almost time for DC Pride? Yes. Yes! Um... I just uh, went to find the article by Googling DC Pride 2023 and then realized that I do that that every single time. And then they're like, DC Pride Parade. And I'm like, damn it. DC Comics. Fuck. Um, Anyways, so uh, it looks very exciting. Um, The uh, one I am most excited about... um, is there's some like some kind of odd like character pairings in the uh the the lineup list um Tim Drake and Connor Hawk learn that there is nothing more awkward than reuniting with an old friend after you both come out and one of you was indoctrinated by the League of Shadows for a while okay actually that sounds very good to me specifically <laughs> that sounds ideal um so there's uh that one there's Harley and Ivy uh with Crush um Midnighter Apollo and Alan Scott I'm uh intrigued by Excuse me Yeah um Circuit Breaker and the Non-Binary Flash um uh Natasha Irons and Nubia um also John Kent gets a comprehensive course in dark magic when John Constantine sicks a golem on him. Hey, Constantine, hey, Const- why are you doing one, that? What are you doing? Two, that's not for you. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. There's, there's, there's a lot to unpack there in a lot of ways. Constantine, this is not what pride is about. <laughs> it's not what pride is about, and also it's not what golems are about. It's not what golems are about at all. Don't do that, period. Don't do that to John Kent. And don't do it during Pride Month, Constantine. Um, but I, I mean, the love to know what's going on there. So I am curious. Do you think they started with the idea of like two bi characters named John meeting and they're like, how would that go? And then they're like, how would any other thing go as well? Like, let's just do weird ones. <laughs> um, honestly, yeah. Um, there's also a um a new character encyclopedia of all of DC's queer characters. Um, a like special issue that collects some like landmark like queer comics like uh the first issue of Kate Kane Batwoman um the uh Supergirl issue where she uh befriends a non-binary teen um some Alan Scott stuff there's uh a bunch of very very cute variant covers for the Pride special as well as for like the regular like, the other running comics for that month. Um, but yeah, I, um, I'm excited, obviously. I'm excited every year. I'm excited for Marvel's announcement, which I assume will be coming shortly. Uh, and, but yeah, uh, can't wait. Can't wait for that Tim and Connor story, truly most of all. Honestly, um, just, I love it. I love it. It's, Excellent. Um, anyways, we have gone long. Uh, so thank you for joining us on Capes and Japes today. If you want to keep up with us and see when we post new episodes, you can follow us uh, at Capes and Japes on Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server, which you are more than welcome to come and join. Um, Briar posted a preview of this cosplay yesterday, so you can come look at that as well as uh, other stuff. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can uh, get bonus episodes, watch things with us, help us pick who we talk about. Um... If you can't support us on Patreon, you want to help out the show some other way. Um, if you want to leave a rating and review, we really appreciate it. Uh, telling a friend about the show, if you think they might be interested. If you have a friend who's like, I love Star-Lord, but what's the deal with his backstory? You can be like, well, boy oh boy, who knows. Um, and just coming back and joining us as you have done once again today on Capes and Japes. So thank you for being here. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Uh.